There is no doubt the world is facing daunting challenges these days. Look around. We have reached a critical point in human history. Old leadership models, beliefs, and behaviors are no longer working. Centuries of emasculation have brought us to the brink. Men need help, and who better to help us but the women? This is well. The Women's Expressions on Leadership, Learning, and Liberty podcast show, and I'm its host, John Krotek. My guests are accomplished and intelligent women who share not only their personal stories, but give us valuable insights and perspectives on the leadership challenges men face. In a world still dominated primarily by men, these honest perspectives can be a genuine catalyst for male leadership improvement. By exploring possibilities and opportunities for self-improvement and transformation, we offer men hope in an ever-changing, fast-paced, complex world. Thank you for listening and for your support. Lead on. I got to tell you, I'm super excited about this next episode of Well, the Women's Expressions on Leadership, Learning, and Liberty. Uh, the show has morphed. It's changing every episode, and and it's it, we're just having the best discussions, and we're having the, the greatest women on the planet who I think offer so much, not only to their own professions, but to the societies as a whole. And our guest today, Sharka Rish, she was she told me how to pronounce that. She, um, I met her on LinkedIn, and I've been watching her for a while, and she seems to really. Uh, know what she's doing, and she helps people. You can see it, and if you're watching people like that, you can tell you can you can tell the people who are interesting and the ones that you'd like to speak to. And, and Shark is one of them. I'm going to do a, a brief introduction here because I really I know you're not listening to, to hear me. We want to hear Shark's story, and and she she was originally born in the Czech Republic, and when she got old enough to go away to school, she went to law school. Um, and then decided to leave Czechoslovakia and come to the country of Germany, where she finished her postgraduate studies. Um, she always wanted to study another foreign language, and she got her opportunity when she got to Germany, and she picked up on that. She found she got a grant. She found a professor and who tutored her, and then and that happened in October '99. So it's been a while. She's been out of her native country for. Gosh, 20, over 20 years now. Um, anyhow, she, yeah, she went on to get married. She went on to get married and um, she stayed in Germany and, and studied law. But but she didn't really acknowledge that. She went into economics, marketing and tourism for three years. And we all know um, what happened to tourism when COVID hit. But before it hit, she got a lot of experience doing marketing and working for hospitality and restaurant companies there in Germany. We all know the hospitality industry in Europe is like top-notch. Top you get real food. They really take the restaurant tourism business serious. Um, and and Sar Sharka is one of those serious people. So she loved the mountains. Um, she decided she wanted to go live in the Swiss Alps. Oh my gosh, you know, it's, it's kind of like Bora Bora. It's beautiful there, right? But without the water. Uh, and so she decided to do an internship there in southern Switzerland, and she did. And, and her German husband uh, didn't necessarily like the arrangement, 
And unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, who knows, we're not going to pry. It led to a divorce. And then Sharka decided that she was going to do something different from being in the tourism sector. And I just mentioned what COVID did, and it, it's changed the playing field in the business world and the relationship building world dramatically. You know, that's an understatement. So what she does, and I mentioned LinkedIn, what she does is she she helps people on LinkedIn. She started her own business there, helping uh, leaders and C-level executives to up their game, to improve and to get better. So I know she's tailor-made for this conversation. Uh, she works on people's goals and, and she brings great value in the short time that I've watched her and the little bit of time that I've actually been able to speak to her in a one-on-one -on -one conversation. I can tell you Sharka is the real deal and she is in it. Oh my gosh, we've heard it so often. We've, she's in it to win it, but more importantly, she's in it to help whoever she works with to win it. So enough of me. I've got my coffee here. Sharka is across the ocean in Switzerland, and I'm thrilled and blessed and honored to have her here. Hey, Sharka. Hi, John. Thank you very much for your recognition. I really appreciate it. And it's for me, it's an honor to speak uh, to you, to talk with to you. Well, great. I'm glad. And you know, I, I, one thing people always ask, they go, well, do you have a set conversation? And and not really. I don't like to really can anything because I think it's less authentic that way. And for people that do that, that's great for them. But for us here at this podcast, we just want to hear about you. I want to hear more in detail how you got there, what your interests are, and, and, and where you got this spirit to just want to make people better people. So go ahead and tell us about Czechoslovakia growing up. What was that like? Yeah, I mean, I grew up in the uh, communist time there, and it was perhaps uh, something that triggered me, and uh, perhaps it was uh, it was the trigger to to decide to live abroad as well. Uh, I had a I had a chance uh, or the opportunity that uh, the the situation changed, and then uh, the communists were. <laughs> Dead, if I can say it like that, and I could uh, study at the university. It's a really low, and it's a co not the communi communist uh, history. But anyway, it was um, a big changing, and for me, it was the right time to go to go abroad and to realize my dreams that I that I already had uh, to live in ab abroad to. To speak many languages, I love languages. I love people, and I think that's uh, that's uh, as well my my mission, my vision to help people, to connect them, to connect them, to inspire um, themselves. And uh, yeah, for that I need uh, I, I use uh, LinkedIn, uh, as you said. Well, let me ask you this: So, when you got to Germany, you're a young woman. What was it? Was it a culture shock going from, you mentioned communist country to Germany? Uh, was it East Germany? No, Germany was all one then because the wall had fallen. Yeah. So what was that culture shock like? Yes, there, there are different, some different, and uh, perhaps what, what was uh, really different as um, in, in the East countries, uh, it's normal that when you can visit some someone, you just uh, go there and 
like uh, ask, oh, do you have a time for a coffee? And just come and you don't have, you don't need actually any invitation. Now the times changed as well, but it was, yeah, when I, then I grew up, uh, when I was living there, it was like that. And then in Germany, it was everything strict, everything like, oh, we have to do an appo appointment for, for having coffee. We have to. <laughs> so <laughs> it was can't... different then. Yeah, that yeah. probably surprised the heck out of you. Yeah, you can just come. Uh, can't go uh, into someone's house and to to just oh, I'm here. I I would like to have a coffee with you. So this is really this was really different for me. This like this um, yeah not uh, and and this point and then as well that people are like a little bit uh, living for themselves. They they are not so they they were not so open at the beginning as the Eastern countries uh, are. Because they do, I would say they do more together. In in the Western countries, it's it's like that as well. But first, you have to know the people uh, really good, and then they are open. That's interesting. So, what was it like in your household and growing up? What were your what was the family like? Your family? Yeah, uh, actually, I am the only child. Okay. So, so that's a little bit different, but uh, yeah, we we were we were open. We helped each other. I don't say that uh, people in the Western countries are not helping each other, but I will say in in the Eastern countries, the people were more and uh, is a society um, because I I will say it was because of the of the situation of this mm -hmm. communist uh, situation that. Um, that there was a fear as well of, of all this regime and all the, that like that and that's perhaps why the people were more helping each other and were just really open that's an interesting concept that you say that and now it makes sense you know that you had to rely the people had to rely more on each other and so i could see that i could see where you know, but even in the West, when everybody's trying to be proficient and efficient and like you say, you know, the meetings today at 12 o'clock, make sure you're there. I'll make time for you. But in, I can see it. I get it. So you got there, you got in, you were studying the law and then you decided to do marketing and tourism in Germany. What was the what was the the change there? What was the interest yeah, actually, uh, law was interesting uh, or was, was a good basis for me that I understood how the state and how all this uh, uh, basis uh, works, how the rules, <laughs> how it really works. And then, uh, yeah, law uh, is not acknowledged as uh, I had to study the whole law in the, in German Germany uh, yeah. to be acknowledged, acknowledged as a lawyer. And that was the point that I I was searching for something else. And then I realized actually economics, marketing and tourism as well will be a good combination for me and to, to improve the skills there. So I decided for this sector and especially tourism is working with people, what, what I really love. So I decided to do that, this. And I wasn't just joking. Tourism is big in a lot of places. But the time that I was in Europe myself many years ago, I learned very quickly how serious the Europeans take the tourism industry, you know, and everywhere I went, they, they, the, even the smallest hotels, the smallest places were like, that was it. Perfect to give the experience to the people who were coming there to be the best from the smallest ones all the way to the grand hotel. So, which I didn't go to many, but, 
but I saw I saw the culture of Germany, especially in Switzerland, and and I'm sure Austria was the similar. And but there was just this feeling, and people say, well, you know, the Germans are like this, and the French don't like people like this, and I didn't experience any of that when I was in Europe. Everywhere I went, everybody was really friendly. Nice, yeah. nice. There are some culture differences. Uh, when you live in Europe, you will feel it. But it's nice that you had you make this uh, this um, experiences. Yeah, it was awesome. So, so tell us about your time in tourism and marketing. And I know that you moved around a, a little bit in different companies. And, and what what was those experiences like? Yeah, the studies uh, was uh, like uh, dual. It was like uh, st three months studying and three months working in the tourism company for three years. And uh, the, it was in Germany. And the last three months uh, of the working uh, I did in, in Switzerland, because as you said, I really felt <laughs> this mountains are calling me. So it was why uh, I, I went to Switzerland and then I stayed there. And then I uh, started to work full time there. I worked actually um, with uh, rival companies every time it was in marketing and it was yeah with rival companies and tourism organizations. And I, I did a little bit tour of Switzerland because I started in the south and I went to the east. It's a famous place like St. Moritz. And then I came to the uh, central part with famous place like Interlaken and the region of, of Bern, uh, Bernice Oberland. And then I came really to the center where, where I'm living now, to the lake of Lucerne and near to the city of Lucerne and where Yeah. Well, you're not joking. I know that the, the, the little bit that I travel around interlocking and, you know, we went to a place too called Gruyere where they make the cheese, you know, on those wheels, the big wheel and yeah. all the way around it. It's just, it's, it's phenomenal. So anybody listening or watching who has not been to Switzerland, you have to put it on your bucket list because it is absolutely one of the most beautiful countries in the world. You, you, bar none. And, uh, I'm I'm thrilled to death. What a place to get your experience, you know, to travel around Switzerland. So we talked about COVID and what happened and COVID for everybody has changed everybody's lives. It's affected the entire globe. And I know that that was what prompted you into this next phase of your professional life to, to do what you're doing now, which is LinkedIn marketing, but also help others, men and women, Uh, who are professionals at very high levels to to become better versions. Tell us tell us how you made that decision and then how it's going for you. And then we're going to get into some other stuff. Yeah, actually, the last, uh, I would say, nine years in tourism, I worked in sales and I was really traveling a lot for business. And then from one day to the other day, uh, I, I couldn't travel anymore. And it was really, it was really like, I was like that because for me, meeting people, uh, having appointments, having presentations, and I was traveling in Europe because I was responsible for the European countries, yeah. but it was, it was really uh, a big change. So and then at that time, I was thinking about me, what I would like to do in my future. I was reflecting. And then um, I, I actually decided to not do the same job as I did and to develop myself. 
And I started with um, further, further education uh, in the digital marketing. And I, then I came to LinkedIn. I, I worked with some German guys and then I found uh, Sherry Robertson on LinkedIn and I did, I booked a video uh, bootcamp with her and I'm still since one year, I'm in exchange with her and uh, her team uh, regarding LinkedIn and they have a direct contact to LinkedIn. And then it was what really inspired me. And then it came to me back again that I, I love working with people. I love uh, helping them I love bringing them to the to the next level and uh, LinkedIn there are so much possibilities but uh, unfortunately or perhaps fortunately yeah. uh, the European people or European CEOs C-level uh, executives they are not yet so aware of LinkedIn of uh, the possibilities that LinkedIn uh, will give you as you are in the US so then it was why I decided, yeah, that's the right place for me. And actually, my friend, um, I'm in coaching uh, with her regarding my mindset um, and so on, uh, regarding personal de development. And she, it was her, she told me, yeah, you have to work on your own. And then for me, no, no. And then I realized, yeah, she, she's right. This is my, my mission. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. You know, there's uh, it's funny, not funny, but it's interesting how we get to these places in our life. And I think there's a song. I think it's a Bob Dylan song that a change is, is going to come. And I feel it with you. you. I think that you're on the the point, the tip of the spear for LinkedIn in Europe. So if I'm a let's just say I'm an executive and I'm and I'm not sure I want to improve myself and and I'm not sure how to really do that. And I come and I find Sharka on LinkedIn. What am I, what, how are you going to help me? Yeah, first what I do, I check with you what are your challenges, what are your wishes, uh, mm -hmm. the problems uh, that you would like to solve. And then uh, I, I work together with you that what are your uh, goals, goals with LinkedIn. And what would you like uh, to communicate on LinkedIn? And then we do a strategy together to reach your goals and to communicate regarding this uh, strategy. And for me, there are three pillars of LinkedIn. That's a personal profile. Of course, there is the company page. It's important for professionality as well, but uh, people are doing business with people. Behind every company, there are people, so it's why that the personal profile is crucial. The second pillar for me is active community because without our network, we are nowhere. And uh, we, are, we were not born with an, our network. So we, we really are... Uh, we really are getting people to know and exchanging with them. It's on LinkedIn the same. And the third pillar for me on LinkedIn, it's uh, content that brings you, um, brings you really over the business that, that you wish that you reach your goals with LinkedIn. That's awesome. You know, we've heard the, we've heard the statement, it's a man's world, right? And I look around these days and I see so many women like yourself that are doing things sometimes better than the men. And I feel this is me now. This, and this is one reason for the show. I feel like there's a there's a huge gap 
and male leadership. And a lot of guys don't want to admit it. And so I, being the person that I am and, and how I watch people and to see what they're doing, to me, it makes sense for a man to, to exchange ideas with the women and collaborate on things that they've had to do to operate in a man's world that many times is probably very challenging for other people, including the men. I think there's a huge crisis going on. And if we didn't have inspirational people like you, Sharka, then it would be, the road would be a lot rockier. What do you see? Um, do you feel any of those same things? Or if it's true, what can men do to make themselves better? Thank you very much for recognition. Yeah, I feel the same. I have to say it really. <laughs> I feel the same. <laughs> because there are still this uh, leadership, uh, typical leadership uh, people, lots of, uh, oh, lots of them are men, that still think that uh, there are not a coach because I believe a leader should be a coach should help you and should work as you said collaborate with you and not like I am here I'm the boss and I decide and you have to execute this is this is the force uh, leadership for me and for me it's uh, really this feminine part of leadership where for example the intuition comes through very important because it's not only our, our mind our head that decides it's our heart as well because it's so important to 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 hear to our impulse to, to our intuition uh, this this will bring you really uh, a lot and what what i uh, miss sometimes is empathy Empathy is for me one of the crucial things as well, because it's so important to understand how other people think, why they are decided like that, uh, why uh, they are afraid. And there are some leaders still leading in fears, or they think if they will uh, have leadership with fear, uh, the people will do it, but that's actually the reason why people are leaving companies. Because as this this quote is really famous, um, people are not leaving uh, the companies; people are leaving the bad leaders. No, no, that's so true. And and you you touched upon something that made me think um, a little deeper that leadership is in a huge sense about power and about control. And, and how people in those positions use that power and control to accomplish their corporate mission or the personal egotistical thing maybe they got going on. So I think we're in an age now where we need to we need each other now more than ever, like they did in Czechoslovakia. You know, now I think it's it's, it's always been this way. And I think that the leaders, the men and the women who see that and understand that or the ones that we need to pay attention to. What to you, Shark, in your, in your opinion and, and in your life experience, name three or five things that makes a really effective leader. Yeah, as I said- it's, You said a uh, couple of them, but, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's intuition, the empathy, yeah. compa compassion, kindness, and respect. And- uh, yeah, as you mentioned, um, 
I find it really important to collaborate and not to live in this hierarchy. To I find a good leader that he is a, really a coach. He helps, and he is not that one that uh, he's uh, he's just uh, controlling. And because this is only only this is not only this is this depends on trust. When a leader trusts you, then uh, he gives you. Uh, he gives you the, the responsibility and uh, you can you you can be responsible for the work you done and then it, it brings you further you can grow in this way but if the leader is not trusting uh, in you if if he will still do everything if he doesn't delegate uh, then you can't grow and this is the point why why, why many people are leaving as well because they want to have recognition as well and they want to develop themselves and they want to create uh, create and be part of the company, not only execute the, what uh, the leaders are, uh, are saying. No, no, those are some great insights. So let me, let me get this straight. I mean, let me think about this, right? So some of the traits that you just mentioned are traditionally feminine qualities, right? What I'm hearing and what I'm getting from you, this could be a, a, a change on the show here. What I'm getting is that men, leaders especially, need to tap in to their feminine sides. And this is not about, what is it, gender identity. This is something different that you're talking about here. I, there's probably a barrier to some of those things for men. How, how can men do that? What do they need to do to tap into those things? Because they might feel so unmanly, you know, to be kind, right? Yeah, you are, you are completely right. I, I will say uh, they have to leave the, the ego because it's uh, a lot uh, it has a lot to do with uh, with their ego and just to recognize that there are people that perhaps they 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 know they they know how to do the things better uh, than themselves but it's important to recognize that some every people every, every person has uh, uh, each strengths and to work on the strengths and then to help them with uh, to help the person with the weaknesses and as i said for me the intuition is really important because when we really hear on the intuition what our, our heart wish then uh, and and when we are empathic empathetic as well then we see how the how the employee is reacting we see uh, the the mimic we see the non verbal communication when we really show the real interest in people what it what is so important then uh, then we can change it but there are, there are many people uh, or many leaders as uh, fa in family companies like that and they think that um, they are family and the company it's it's uh, their family but it's the same they have to be empathetic because the employees they have their own uh, families and for them the company is just uh, just associated to earn money to help uh, to to work on the on the goals 
uh, together, but they have their own family. It it will never be a family for them. So this is as the same, the empathy. And I love yeah. the way you you put that. You know, I caught something though that you said, and you know what? I gotta say, you're probably one of the first, if not the first person, that I've heard say this. And it's so against the grain that we're being told all of our life, right? You said to work on our strengths and then the weaknesses. Now, that's not the typical way that most self-improvement plans work that we've read book after book after book. Most of them start out with identify your weaknesses and work on those weaknesses. What I heard you say is completely against the grain. And if you're listening and going deeper, it makes much more sense. Yes, because it's living in abundance. And this is also the difference between uh, having your own business and between uh, being employee. Because when you are um, when you are searching for a job and the first question or, yeah, it's a f- first question in the interview is yeah but you can't do this you can't uh, do this program and the weaknesses are coming first but actually we should concentrate on the strengths and i mean we can learn all these hard skills all these programs but it's so important how the person is so the soft skills you can't change them you can't learn it you can shift it a little bit but it's your character you can't change your character but you can learn all the hard skills. So that's so important to focus on the, on the strengths. And then uh, you will develop your weaknesses as well. No, I, I absolutely, and I'm not joking. I absolutely love that approach. And, and not many people talk about that. They don't. I mean, we could go in the bookstore now, and a, a lot of them, probably more than we'd like to think, Focus on your negatives, 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 negatives. And you know this, most people do. The world has enough negativity in it already. Don't we need more positive thinkers and and people to look at themselves in the mirror and say, hey, I'm a good talker or hey, I'm a good mathematician. You know, rather than us being worried about or thinking about what our weaknesses are, imagine a world of people thinking about their strengths. You talk about the most anti-entropic, humanistic, problem-solving behavior in the world, what you just said. That's incredible. And, and, I, and, I, and I applaud you for that because that makes me feel comfortable with people with a mind like that. So, Sharka, kudos to you that you appreciate the strengths. Thank you very much. Rather than the weaknesses. I love that. Thank you very much. It's so important what what are our thoughts, uh, what are our feelings and our words because it, everything, uh, all these three parts are creating our life. So, uh, yeah, it's it's this is actually the, the shift, the mindset shift that we need to do. Uh, to not think positive, uh, not think negative, to be well, positive. I, I absolutely love that, and uh, that is. That's enriching and it's it's inspiring too, because it makes me realize that, hey, I don't need to focus on all the negative stuff. We've all got that. I need to focus on what I can do that's good 
And if I can make myself improve in that space, that behavior, whatever it is, the weaknesses might just, who knows, disappear. I don't know. Um, let me ask you this. Do you have, you have, you have a really good personality. Do you, do you have like a daily mantra or a quote? We've mentioned yeah. a couple of them here, but do you have like a daily quote that Sharka goes by and lives by no matter what? Yeah, actually, I'm trying to do it daily. So I'm doing autogenic training. It's uh, like a little bit like a meditation uh, where I work on my goals and on, uh, on, on things that I want that happen in the future. And then every evening I'm writing down uh, five things that I'm grateful for. And then I'm writing in presence uh, things that I would like to happen but in the present time and then it's actually how I create my life how, how I create um, my thoughts my um, um, I would say because you have you have uh, your conscious mind and subconscious and the subconscious it's about 85% and that is how we create it because uh, from the childhood uh, and uh, every time we heard you you did uh, wrong this uh, you have to do this like that and this everything is negative and all the news are negative and there are only negative news and this is also what's uh, what influences uh, you uh, a lot and it's why that we have to work on our sub subconscious mind to reshift it to shift it to the positive thoughts no, love, absolutely love that. And consistency, I'm sure, is important, too. Yeah. Um, one thing that I got out of that, too, and I, and I, you know, so let's just say I'm on this self-improvement journey, which I think is an important journey for everyone, men and women. And so many people make a mistake. We all do. And I hear this from a lot of people. I made a mistake. That program doesn't work. Or I made a mistake. My, I, I'm never going to be able to do this. What advice can you give to people when they make a mistake? If, especially if they're on a journey of, of self-actualization and self-improvement. Do you have, a, do you have a, some advice? As you said, it's normal that we are doing mistakes because we are humans, and uh, this this is uh, yes, yeah, it's really a, it's a normal thing. And actually, mistakes are here uh, to to grow, to learn from them. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, when we see the history, not every time people are learning. But uh, this is one point that we have really to learn from our mistakes, and I found it crucial as well that don't regret anything and just say, okay, it was my mistake. So to cut the negative energy and to, to look uh, to the future, to look to the, where is the solution? How can I solve this problem? How, where I can find uh, my solution for this and to look to the positive things and to decide and to go forward. Nice. There you go. Go forward. And, and that's what I think that I think we've touched upon some really cool things today. And, and, you know, one of them is to think positive. It sounds so cliche, but if we actually do it and practice it, it's, it's going to work. I, I, you pointed out the fact that we need to focus on our strengths and, and that the men would do very well to tap into 
traditionally feminine behaviors and thoughts. How can people find out more about you, Sharka, and, and where can they go and and email address? Uh, you can find me just on, on LinkedIn under, uh, it's written like Sarka, S-A-R-K-A, mm -hmm. and Rish, R-I-S-C-H. And then, uh, yeah, you can connect with me. It will be a pleasure for me. Yeah. So what, what are your plans for the future, the immediate future? And then what do you see your long range vision for your life and for the things that you're doing? Yeah, so my plans for the near future are to to help uh, a lot of people to to help them to understand how LinkedIn uh, can be powerful when you use it strategically and efficient efficiently. And my vision is uh, to create a connected world where people connect to themselves, uh, they insp get inspired. They get uh, get motivated. Uh, they exchange and they help each other, and really to build genuine relationship relationships, uh, because our network is so important for us. We can't live with, uh, without a network, and uh, without a strong network. And then it's for that it's so important uh, to get to know the people, to exchange, and really to build the relationship. So it's a deep relationship. It's it's uh, very important for me. Awesome. I, I know that the change is coming. I know that you're leading the way in, on the LinkedIn. I've seen some of the things you've been doing the last six to eight months, and I'm inspired and thrilled and motivated myself to do some of those same things. And you, you know, for anybody listening, come on, guys, get down out of the ego balloon and, and start practicing some of these feminine traits that will make you a better leader. And, and, and I applaud you um, for what you're doing. And I really appreciate your time, Sharka. And I look forward to the future. And and I know you're not done. And uh, the next time that we talk, I know there's going to be a lot more useful information that you can share. Thank you Thank very you. much. Thank you very much, John. And I find it really important every time to think that all what, are, what we are doing on LinkedIn or in our life, it's not for us, it's for the others, to help the others. So we are not in the, in the middle. There are our customers, our clients, our potential clients. And when we do everything with this thought, we can change the world. Absolutely. I know we're doing it. So thank you very much. I look forward to, talk, to our next conversation. And if there's anything that we can do on our end, we're here for you, Sharka. Thank you, John. All the best. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Thank you for listening to another episode of Well. Without you, we don't exist. There is no show. We hope the men who joined us today learned some valuable tips to improve and not be ashamed to use them. Be the change, men. Set the example. Keep going. And for the women leaders out there, keep creating and keep helping us men to become even better men, more effective leaders. Thank you. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and lead.